Hello, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Shope. This week, the inaugural episode, I got somebody that I've known for about two decades that has an outlook on relationships and life, spirituality, that I'm pretty sure that people would love to hear. He's in the studio with me at the moment, so I'm allowing him to introduce himself. Go ahead, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Rad Brad, a.k.a. The Lord an ordained master spiritual healer, reader, and spiritual advisor. I do spiritual baths. I give readings. Also on my IG, LampKing46. You can reach me at um, LampKing at gmail.com. And I'm here to give my um, views and points on dating don'ts and don'ts. No do's, but straight <laughs> don'ts. Let's give Mr. Brad a round of applause. Why didn't you get married? Ah, the number one question. Um, I don't think a lot of women are on my level. I have a job to do, you know, um, as far as what I'm ordained to do. So any women that deals with me have to deal with my personality. I'm a Taurus, you know, um, with strong will, strong minded, no filter. We say what we feel. A lot of women can't deal with that. So, yes, I was in some serious relationships, but never got married. It just never worked out that way, if that's to answer your question. And um, I suck at relationships, man. I'm one to admit that I suck. You admitting that is like the first step because I don't think everyone's meant to be in, quote-unquote, a relationship, monogamous. Like, you got, I got Puff or Diddy, whatever you want to call it. He's sleeping with uh, Future and Bow Wow Baby Moms now, 50 Cent Baby Moms. And this dude is like damn near twice the age. And he's just taking them down. He's not taking them serious. And he's been, been in the game for like 40 years, and he's still slaying them young things. I don't see him getting married. Like, he had Cassie all these years, and she leaves him and has two kids and happily married. Smart man. Diddy's a smart man. Shout out to P. Diddy. <laughs> Applaud P. Diddy, please. Now, we go gunshots. Gunshots, okay. <laughs> gunshots on that one. All right, but um, on a serious note, why is it that you feel you didn't get married or in a committed relationship? Is it ha- Does it have something to do with trust and not trusting people? Point blank, do you trust people in relationships? Oh, hell no. I don't trust not near one of them. I don't even trust my mother. Wow. That's not a relationship, but, you know. Um, <laughs> That's powerful, man. Moms. Yeah, listen, I'll be honest with you. Um, women have this thing that they think they're so innocent and they're, you know, they're trustworthy. I've been in serious relationships. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, when you put a title on these so-called, quote-unquote, relationships, it goes down to shambles. You get what I'm coming from? So, um, when you title things, it becomes, um, how can I say, trash. So, do you think, like, the, the title brings out the true nature of what the person is about? Or you think the person may not know what they're about and they're trying to use you to figure that out? It could be a little bit of both, but I think they, they're wicked from the beginning. So, when I was saying, they're wicked from the beginning. Gunshots for that one. 
gotta stop. <laughs> There's some wicked bitches out here, man. <laughs> wicked. They deserve what they get. <laughs> so, all right, man, hold on. I know there's some wicked women, there's some some wicked people in this world, but um, do you think that, again, most of us get in relationships? Like, I'm going to just speak from my point of view. A lot of us are looking for an answer that we already know, but we want somebody else to validate it. And I think with women sometimes, namely our sisters I'm talking about, you know, because I'm married to one, so I'm just speaking on that. You're married to a sister. In our community, you find women don't have dads, don't have uh, women that are married in their family, so they learn about what it takes to be a wife or a girlfriend. And again, I'm not saying that marriage is for everybody, but just when I mean married, I'm talking about like a relationship aspect, you know, a committed relationship between two individuals. And I think that a lot of times, the shit is lost. It's like, I'm trying to figure me out. So let me get with Brad, and he's going to help me be me, and then we're going to ride it off to the sunset. And I think that's the farce that a lot of narratives that are created by these individuals that get in relationships. So with you, I see that you feel very adamant about, you know, dating and, and not dating and being committed and all that other stuff. So how would you describe your trust factor? And not just the trust factor about how people act, you know, to show you that lack of trust, like turning their back on you, betraying you. How would you, how do you feel about that aspect? Okay, I have this one rule called a 2.5 rule. 2.5? Yeah, that means a woman could turn on you in 2.5 for any reason. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. She could just wake up out of her sleep and start screaming and Like, I remind her of somebody that she knows or somebody she's dated. So a lot of these women are, are damaged goods. They're like an old Louis Vuitton bag, you know? You know, you may have to fix it up and, and, and send them to get sewn and, you know, kind of like a hoopty, you know? On the cord or something, you know? But, um, yeah, they're damaged, man, and um, I don't want to have nothing to do with some of these women out here. They, they create some of these, these, um, these things for themselves, these problems. Know yourself first. I agree. You know, know yourself first and um, stop trying to be in a relationship. Yeah, and stop trying to get married because your homegirl got married. Outside influences. Yeah, outsides, goddamn influences, man. That is true. You need to stop it. Wear your own shoes. Stop wearing your homegirl's shoes. You wear two different sizes. <laughs> you got flat feet, she got straight feet. It ain't gonna work. That's understandable. But again, like I said, don't you think that comes from the lack of just people having that communication, having that, them, them uh, what's the word, like, that, that imagery seeing and experiencing them things or having it around them so where they can take from it. It's like, think about this, right? It's about relationships to a degree. A lot of people get their swag or style from people that they don't, they don't know, they can idolize. Like, remember when Iverson had the cornrows and everybody wanted cornrows in the streets and play ball, you want to get the tattoos. So you looked at TV and seen this guy, it's like, yo, that shit is cool. I want to do that. 
Bald heads, Michael Jordan. I want to be a <laughs> So it's stuff like that yeah. that we get from imagery with the television. Right. And, you know, we don't necessarily have it at home. So we take that and we try to make it our own little thing and, you know, we run with it. So I can watch, think of a show we watched growing up, uh, like The Wonder Years with Winnie Cooper. Right. This guy is in love with this girl for forever. But he's like, oh, hey, this is Winnie Cooper. The music plays. Uh, and she comes. And he always drops the fucking ball because he didn't know how to get her. Right. So it's like, but you look at his life and you think, everybody got a Winnie Cooper on their block. Oh, shit, she the baddest woman on the block. Yo, I got to get her. I got to get her. You got to get her because some white boy, Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs> You say, oh, wow, that's cool, but no, that's that's make believe. You know what I mean? But you don't have no really, no real representation of that, and you, I feel we take from that, and that's what I think. A lot of times, these women, they be taken from, oh, you know, I, this made up lifestyle, this fantasy, and then they run with it. But I respect what you said. Like I said, this is what this pod is about, expressing how you feel. So, I got another question to ask you. Would you ever, ever date? A single mother? I had experiences with single mothers in the past. Not a good thing. Not a good thing for a man who don't have any children. Not a good... Just not a good thing for a man at all. I think single mothers just shouldn't date. They don't deserve nothing. They don't get nothing. You had your time in the past. Just take care of your children. I think you should have a booty call here and there. This fantasy, this Snow White bullshit you're looking for, this this Cinderella, it's not going to work. Single mothers, I repeat, single mothers should not date or look for a relationship. That is dangerous to, to, to the men out there who are dating. Get out the relationship immediately. I sometimes wake up out of my sleep with nightmares about the past single mothers I dated. Cold sweats. All right, for the women listeners, he got to get booed for that. But we have something where we got to give it to him. But I respect his opinion. And you know how when you don't respect people's opinion, you're kind of like one-sided. So, ladies, if you're listening, he's going to get a little deeper into why he feels that way. So we're going to give him the boo, and we're going to have a chance to come back to that question in a segment later called Spin the Block. But I'll get into that when we get there. All right, so basically, you just got this feeling that single single women or baby mothers should not date anybody else until, you know, they have their situation figured out or they shouldn't date at all. Just don't date. Just, just kill the idea. Just, you see how Nike said do it? Don't do it. I'm with the don'ts. That's my thing. Don't. Young men out there and just men. I don't care if you came home from jail. Don't do it. You understand me? Because you're going to end up back in jail. You know, you <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you, these shots. <laughs> Women, that is not how we feel on this podcast. It's just, you know, he expressing his feelings. I have my spin. He has his spin. And I hope you guys have your own. All right, so let's move on to the next segment the next question do you think women actually want good men they think they want good men they think that and the way they go about trying to look for good men is like um 
out of the ordinary. And it's like when they do find a good man, they don't know how to treat him. This is from experience. My experience is my greatest teacher. So if the women out there are hating my views, hate my views, but ask me why I think the way that I think because of my experiences. And I don't want to hear, oh, it's who you picked. L listen, I could walk outside with a blindfold and go on Ma Malcolm X and, and, and just, you, right there, be my wife. She would treat me like shit. I could do it with a blindfold. I'm sh I, I could swear by it. I know this for a fact. Look, half of the women that's with men now, the men ain't shit. And they run back to these. They love these, they love these jail niggas. They love them. They love them with their pants off their ass. You know, listen, if it wasn't so, they wouldn't be dating them. I, I partially agree. I think with that, women, like we used to say this at work back in the days, like Morris Chestnut and Steve Urkel. Like, Urkel adored Laura, adored her, but when he became Stefan, she loved him. Like, the total opposite. And there's always oh, his swag. No, he didn't give two shits about her. He didn't care. And she loved that because he was like, I don't want you. Like, I can have you and 10 other Jews. And that used to leave her, oh, Stefan, but it's the same dude, man. The same fucking dude, man. Oh, it's his swag. So, me telling you, yo, man, go fuck yourself, man. I'm going to get to you when I can. Makes you wet, then I'm going to treat you like shit. And everybody that comes along, I'm going to treat like shit. So, on that aspect, I think not all, but some women need to get their act together because that's that's a toxic trick. Like, you walk past, and I'm not saying that you're supposed to talk to every guy that says hi to you, but you got some good men that you're overlooking because of exterior presentations. And that's very shallow. Because at the end of the day, the looks do fade. They will fade. After 30, 40 years of sitting next to somebody, their breasts are gonna start to sag. They're gonna gain weight. Their hair's gonna change color. So the sex appeal has to be intangible. And I say this, women, a lot of y'all, not all, but a lot of y'all, y'all do allow that shallow shit to kind of mess y'all up. So with that, we're going to go into the next question. What about, like, uh, your humor? You're very humorous, I think. Known you forever. So, um, what about uh, the Stedman role, like the Oprah and Stedman? Oh, what do you think about the, that? See, that's my number one thing. With this. I, I made that up. I call it the Stedman rule. I want to be Stedman. After my uh, last relationship, you know, and I messed up on that. I told, before we even got into this so-called relationship, don't introduce me to nobody. I want to be Stedman. I want to be the guy in the picture, but the guy who doesn't come to the family barbecue. The guy that you talk about, but he never shows up. Kind of like the guy from uh, Sex in the City, Mr. Biggs. Oh, yeah, I, I, I want to be Mr. Biggs, Stedman. <laughs> give me a pause. Yeah, yeah. I give you a round of applause for that. That's 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 real, and I respect it because again, to piggyback what we were just saying in the last part, um, it's about how you're treated and how you allow yourself to be treated. And I feel like, and again, I'm gonna say a disclaimer: not everybody, but if you look up and down the social media timeline, you got these women and these men that are like attractive. 
You know, it's eye candy. So you got guys that are not into that. How were they to get somebody that's uh, whoever is hot? Uh, Rihanna. She'll date somebody like Aset Rocky, right? She'll date somebody like Chris Brown. And you know what comes along with dating them. But she was with the billionaire nerd and she, like, you know, like she wasn't on everybody's mind at the time. You know, it was like, oh, Rihanna, but now she's with A$AP Rocky. Like, yeah, you know, Rihanna's with ASAP. She's giving that guy in the hood, like, yeah, if I be like ASAP and shit on chicks and talk shit and do do do, I can get a Rihanna. So it kind of plays to, like I said, the so called bad guy image. He's winning. It's like Kim Kardashian. She has slept with everybody in Hollywood, but she stayed with her husband. How do we explain that? Well, I'm going to answer your question. Rihanna's on her last leg. If she has to be with um, ASAP Rocky, it goes to show you she she's on her last horse leg. Um, you know, sluts can sometimes, sluts or, um, <laughs> sluts, I haven't used that word in years. <laughs> Women, boy, sluts, I'll call them sluts or, or hoes or whatever you want to call them. They put on the illusion of being a good woman. They can hit, manipulate a man. They can put him in a fantasy world to make them feel like she's the one. And Rihanna and Kim Kardashian are the masters of this type of paranormal experiences. That's that's a form of witchcraft, sorcery. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so you're saying that it's some type of sorcery. I call it. Um, I don't know about ASAP. Like Kanye. Kanye's like what I would call a lame dude. And I'm going to say this, right? Kanye's like the guy that was looking outside at the bad chick. He was around the bad chick. He didn't have the balls to go holler at her, right? But he knew he was good at something. So he became this world-famous producer, you know, super producer. Great artist. And then he had the opportunity because now he got the money. And he's around. Everybody you can name, like, oh, shit, she, he, we, we, they all there. And he's like, yo, I'm going to get her. Kind of like uh, uh, the dream of Christina Milian, to me, to my point of view, I feel it's the same way. It's like the guy that, you know, not necessarily is popular or whatever, like the nerd. You wife that, you know what I mean? But if you look at somebody like Nick Cannon, who a lot of men view as, like, cornballs. But he's smashing everything and everybody. He got money. He Is got it? he got money. We see, not to get off um, uh, Nick Cannon, but Kanye West is the guy that when when niggas ran train on the chick, and everybody nutted in shorty. Kanye West was the last dude to eat her box when everybody else nutted in her. Can I get some gunshots for that, please? Oh, yeah, Give that. me some. So you're saying that he had, basically he had Hollywood leftovers and he turned that hole into Cinderella. Yeah, Kanye West is a natural cockhole. He's a cockhole. He's the type of the guy that would have another dude smash his wife and sit there and watch. He's an idiot. So, all right, here's my question. Would you, if you knew a woman's track history, right, and she told you, hey, you know, you know, I, I didn't been around the block. But 
she was a good person. She had all other characteristics that you look for in a woman. Would you date or marry somebody like her? You know, that's a good question, and that's something to really, really, really think about. Um, that's a toss up in the air right now because I could easily judge her because at least she was honest enough. I see. I want a woman who's honest enough to say, "Hey, I was a, I was a prostitute back in those days." Oh, well, you know, I got twenty five bodies. Don't lie. Say so you had ten bodies or five bodies. No, you had fifty bodies. But do you think? I think that women lie anyway. It's just inherent. Like the the average woman is not going to say, "Hey, I I didn't fuck half of that style or wherever you're from." Um, just off a of GP. Now, when you find out, you'll be like this. Bitch, you know what I mean? Everybody looking at me sideways, like, damn, dog, like, don't let it go to your head. And then, <laughs> like, it's going. And um, I think that's fucked up. But again, inherently, I because of double standards and how we are in society, women have to omit their body count. So I guess it plays into the whole. Oh, I, had, I always say, if a woman says she has. Four, divide that by two or three, and that's their real number. Because if you say I slept with 12, you may think like a 40-year-old woman that says she slept with 12 men. Let's just say, for lack of argument, that she started having sex when she was 14. She's 40. She's been fucking for 26 years. So you do the math. That's like one or two dudes a year. That's not bad. That's not. But if they say, hey, I had 60... And then 40, you're going to be like, yo. They're not going to admit to that because they have this theory that one day I'm going to get married and you're lying to yourself, just like you're lying to yourself about how much bodies that you have in the past. Listen, women are liars. They, they always claim for us to be liars, but you guys are the biggest liars. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I live by it. I experienced it. And you're lying to yourself and stop lying to these men out here because the good guys is losing out on the good women. You know, I want to teach these gentlemen to not just to give a comment on the gentleman to the gentleman. Be careful. Um, these women out here are giving illusions. And um, they're giving you dreams and hopes. Don't fall into it. If anything, if you find out she has a large body count, still date her. That's the dude that I'm telling you. Do date her. But in your mind, do not fall into that illusion. Because if you fall into it, you end up in jail. And we don't want to end up in jail. Because there's men in jail, not women. <laughs> oh, man. So again, I like I said, I we all have our own points of views on how things are. You know, this doesn't just apply to us. You know, you can take the message and what we're saying and what he's saying, and you know, just formulate what you feel is accurate. You know, I don't think that no one person has it right. You know, you gotta take a collective and then create that scenario that best fits you. So again, you know, there's some people out here that will marry a Kim Kardashian. I wouldn't. You know, she'll just be fun. Like somebody else, smash Kim. Hey, yeah, you and everybody else did. 
I wouldn't marry her. I wouldn't, you know, bring her home and, you know, make a wife out of her. But that's not to say that, you know, the the lame or the Kanye or type of dude is supposed to do that. There's someone for everybody. Maybe he feels that's his balance. So, all right, we don't leave Kim and Kanye alone for some <laughs> killers. <laughs> all right, so um, I got this next uh, question. Failed relationships. What do you think in your mind that makes a relationship fail? Lack of communication. Lack of respect. And um, one more other thing. If you're a failure, stop being in relationships. You're a failure. That's it. You suck at being in a relationship. You suck. That's it. You ain't going to be like your homegirl. Not like your boss at the job. You know, this fantasy that you're living in, you got to kill it. Take care of your children. I know one thing. That Stedman shit that I made up. Being Stedman is like, just a picture. Just um, somebody to talk about. Show your friends. This is my boyfriend, um, Andrew, da-da-da-da. How come we ain't never seen him around? Well, he's around. He don't want to be around. He's doing the Stedman thing. I didn't know Oprah had a boyfriend. You know, when, when they would mention Stedman, he was a People magazine, and you know, who's this damn light-skinned nigga? He disappeared. You never seen Stedman. You already heard about him. You know anything bad about Stedman? Or anything good about Stedman? I'm asking. Nah, not, not that I know. And, and is that answer you got right there? When they see a picture of me? How come we ain't never met him? <laughs> I would be Stedman. Yeah. Not to be seen or heard. When it's time to come over and put the beats, I'm going to put the Drake beats down and keep it the fuck moving. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. But, um... What you, what, all right, what do you think about racial, interracial dating, black on black, Latino on Latino, Latino on black, white on black, whatever. How do you feel about dating a sister? Hmm. They gonna kill me for this. <laughs> all right, let me get the boo birds ready. They gonna kill me. So, Go ahead. Let, <laughs> let them know about how you feel about dating a sister. Um, whoa. <laughs> this is really deep. Sisters are very special. And they don't know their worth or their value. But it's like, to me, they're all alike. It's like our robot. <laughs> they're all programmed the same way. You can't talk to them. I don't talk to sisters in the street. I don't say a word. Soon they see me coming up, I was just rolling. Listen here, sister, I wasn't even going to talk to you. You thought I was going to say something. But I looked away. Um, sisters could sometimes be unruly. They could be, um, they could overreact. And God damn it, they could turn on you in 2.5. Give me some gunshots for that. Oh. 
again, not all sisters, but this is just his experience of how he views his sisters, the ones he's dealt with. And I always argue with him. I've been having this argument, debate, standoff with him forever. I think we are, we, what we attract, you know, and externally. Oh. <laughs> so, again, not all sisters, but this is just his experience of how he views his sisters, the ones he's dealt with. And I always argue with him. I've been having this argument, debate, standoff with him forever. I think we are, we, what we attract, you know, and externally comes from what we have internally. So, if I keep on getting these ratchet-ass sisters, what vibration or what am I putting out that makes me get them? Gotta look at itself and correct that, right? And I feel you have bad experiences. Like, say if you got 10 experiences with and 30% of the women you dated were sisters. So the other seven were different races or whatever, right? The one who stings the most is the one that you have the most commonality with, which would be the 30%, right? So I think that number last leaves a lasting impression, and then it gives you like, all right, this is kind of like a template. What I've dealt with, my experiences with these people, and this is how I, I view them. Do you think that's fair to sisters and it kind of favors non-sisters? Like, Because now when you do that, if you say sisters, you kind of say, all right, these sisters, these black women I'm taking off because I don't want the freaking headache. And then that opens up the avenue for anybody else. What do you think about that? Sisters are always going to get men. I repeat, sisters are always going to get men, but not the men that they want. <laughs> They're not going to get them. Give up. <laughs> You're not going to get them. Stop. Listen, I'm going to say this, right? And I'm going to answer your question. This is like a two-part question. Yeah. So basically, I did put them in a box. You know, I did because um, they put, once again, the illusion, the last relationship I was in, I tried with the sisters. The last one was with a sister. Gemini. Gemini's weirdos, <laughs> liars. Um, they're turning on you in 2.5. And um, that's the characteristic. But um, I had to deal with a lot. And she was a single mother. Jesus Christ. So she kind of checked two of your things. Like That's like two strikes. Right. But see, right, I should have followed my own rules. But guess what? She created the illusion. The illusion of the conclusion. Yo, I thought she was tailor-made for me. You know, we met and we were, for the first year, we didn't call it anything. So how long did it last, the relationship? Three years, but that's, on my, that's my fault. So you can admit you were wrong. All right, that's I cool. was. I shouldn't have even been with a sister. Period. Shoot me for that. Put some gunshots for that shit right there. All right, so let me get this. Right. Kill me. You you felt or you knew you shouldn't have been with the sister. You know what? I knew that I should not have. 
Yo, listen, I even told Tanya, and she had, she said to me, she said, Scram, I ain't gonna lie. You know, you told me years ago, and I went against what you were saying, and she even had to say to me, like, yo, she agrees because of my um last situation. Because, like I said, I enjoyed a lot with this character. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not gonna call it a B-word, I'm gonna call her a character or a clown. A lot of them are clowns. So, what made her a clown? You know, her being a person that created the illusion and then how she turned against me and her, just her ways were clownish, childish. Like I said, the illusion I was created was it's me and you against the world, right? Mm -hmm. But you're all about running behind your friends. A lot of women do that. They're clowns. If you listen, fellas, if you see it, run. Run like OJ. Run like Jesse Owens. Run. Trust me, you'll end up in jail. And fellas, you just came home, don't go back. But at the end of the day, she was a clown because of, you know, when you see you have a good man who will go above and beyond for you, cook for you, massage your feet, when you were sick, throwing up, you think anybody, all these friends that you were running behind, they came to help you? You know, even when she went to move, she didn't have anybody. She had me and two other people. You understand what I'm She had to practically beg her son to come help. Because he tried to pull a move, and this is just a story. She tried to pull a move to make it come at the last minute. Piece of shit. <laughs> so, but, alright, this goes back to what I said earlier, I think. That people are in love with the idea of being in love. We in love with, oh, I have a husband, or I'm gonna get married. I'm Like, it seems pretty until you're in it. Like myself, right? I've been with the woman he said, Tanya, my wife. I've been with her for almost 20 years. And we had to grow with each other. We had to go through the good, the bad, the ugly, and, and different with one another. But it's, it's learning. You know, I think that you're not a complete person. What I mean by that, I think none of us are 100% in life, right? I think you get in a relationship with somebody... Let's just say you're 40% and the other person is 40%. And then together, y'all build up that remaining 20 to get there, you know? So at the end of the day, what do you do as the individual, as the person that makes this relationship work? Like, it's, it takes somebody saying, hey, you're good at finances. I'm good doing house chores or whatever, right? It takes a person to say, well, if you're great at that, I'm going to relinquish charge to that, and that's what you're in charge of. If you don't understand that dynamic in a relationship, it's always going to be like to like standoffish. You're going to be fighting each other. Like, hey, uh, I'm in charge. No, I'm number one. Like, I'm number one. It's like, you know what I mean? Like a competition. But a lot of people say the word submit. Submit, being submissive, and submitting is not how we use the proper context. 
People think when they say, I have a submissive wife, it's like, oh, she's, she's whatever you like, man. No. Yeah. It's like she's submitting to a certain aspect of your relationship. Now, just think about that. It's not the whole entire relationship. It's some things that she's going to be in charge of. Like, if I can't cook, why the fuck will I try to cook? Why would I say, hey, I'm going to be in charge of cooking? But people that don't understand that part, they'll let the ego, bravado, whatever get in the way. And this is men, too. We'll be like, oh, I'm going to do it because I'm supposed to. No, you're not. You're supposed to have common sense and understanding to know that you're not great at something and let me pass it down to somebody else that is. That's how a relationship works. Now, just imagine if everybody took that approach getting in a relationship. It would be cool. And you're still going to have issues because nothing in life is perfect. I always tell my lady this. It's going to rain and it's going to be sunny. So cherish the sunny days and expect it to rain because it's going to happen. So when it's happy, let's be motherfucking happy. And when it's sad, let's reflect on when it was happy so we can get over that sadness. So me saying this, I just feel like people don't understand that aspect. So why do you think with other races you have, you, I'm speaking to you, of you, why do you think you have better experiences with people outside your race? The better treatment. Let me tell you something. And, uh, with, and this is with, with men and women of color. We, boy, listen. The women, if she was to date outside of her race, the total voice, the voice um, octave would be different versus when she's dealing with a black man. And it's the same thing with, with black men and women of other color, other races, I should say. Um, women of other races know how to treat a black man. You know, they love the darkest black man they can find. Um, it's a, it goes down by uh, complexion. It goes by class. I don't care what none of you guys say. The first option for a black woman is a light-skinned nigga. And um, when a dark-skinned dude decides to go and date an Asian, uh, uh, Anglo-Saxon, white, or... East Indian, you have a problem with it. But one of the bodies that you call was one of the Arab niggas you fucked back in the... You know what? Shoot some gunshots for that one. All right. So, <laughs> all, right. All, right, all right. That's a lot to take in. So, basically, you feel that these, these standards, that's what I mean. Like, the standards is, are, like, twisted... And it has to do with uh, physical, like, uh, complexion. And then we'll say material, like, money-wise, that allows or creates a, a dynamic to where people that are darker have it harder than people are lighter. Like Tyrese was saying recently, he spoke about Terrence Howard. He felt like Terrence Howard took a lot of his roles because of his complexion. And I have this argument with my... My partner, she's very light. She denies it, but she is. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's she light skin. She light skin. Yeah, we have this argument sometimes. I always tell her that I felt like growing up during our time, especially in the eighties, when when you look at TV, all you seen were like uh, Brooke Shields. Uh, what's the girl from Splash? 
Kill Bill. Just oh different white women. Daryl Hannah. Okay. Like that was considered beautiful. And uh, Cheryl T. I can name a Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton <laughs> with the boobs. Yeah. Like so, the imagery was like, hey, white women, lighter skin, whatever, was considered beautiful. Every woman that I've seen from that being forced down my eyes and throat back then, every light-skinned woman in the hood where I grew up at in the East was fine to me. Like, oh, my God, look at her. Oh, she is bad. And then the dark-skinned women, you'd be like, Tar Baby, this, that, and the third, Black Child. Oh, any cruel thing to say, you would say it not knowing that you're, you're leaving an impression. And I'm going to say a quick story. It was this young woman when I was a kid. I had to apologize to her about four years ago. We ran into each other in Queens. And uh, and this is after I had a, a talk with a cousin. Like on my father's side. My father's side and most of them are like a very dark. Mm. Dark skin. So I'm talking about my father is like what we call blue black. He's that black. Wow. Not so King he, Cole black. Yeah, he's dark. Okay. So I have a cousin that is very beautiful, but she's dark skin. And in hindsight, because you only can have hindsight, you know, age and experience, you know, you get to look back. So my cousin said, damn, cuz, it was hard for me as a kid to get a boyfriend because I was made fun of. And they used to call me blackie and blackout and this, that, and the third. I said, oh, shit, I can say that to the girl in there. And uh, we seen each other after me and my cousin spoke. And I said, yo, you know what? I was an asshole. I apologize. And she said, thank you. You don't know how much that meant to me. And she was beautiful. But just the stereotypes, you know, stuff that's fed into my brain made me think that something that represents me as being a black man wasn't beautiful. So I, you know, I did what a kid would do. Oh, tar baby, ugly. Not knowing that the jokes can fucking leave a lasting impression to where 20 some years later she says thank you like for like taking that off of me because you know I used to like you back in the days and I was like yo I didn't even know like you're beautiful like you're fucking beautiful and truth be told I tell my wife this all the time I like women but I love me some dark skinned women but if you put 20 fair skinned women and 20 dark skinned women in a room with me my eyes with them, the darker ones, are fucking low. But them yellow ones, I'm going to hit that shit up. Fuck. Mm. It's going to be a high average. So I just went with average. I'm, I look at life with low averages. Yo, I'm batting a 1,000 on this side or 500. I'm going to swing with that <laughs> side. Even though I really know I want to hit a home run, if I can keep on hitting base hits and eventually score, that's what I'm going to do. So, you know, I, I just took it like that. And not saying that, you know, anything about love or less. It's just something that I know. So when I when I holler, nine times out of ten, it's gonna be somebody that fits the narrative that I know I can have a higher accomplishment rating. That's just being real. I'm not sugarcoating, not trying to say this shit to people or to get views or listeners or whatever. It's just being honest. I'm not gonna sit there and try to holler at something that I know that I'm gonna have a slim chance of getting. So I kinda have my preference. Not saying that I wouldn't, but the lane that I'm in right now, I enjoy it. 
You know, like mm -hmm. Michael Jordan was a great scorer. He wasn't much for passing. Right. So That's even though every now and then he could pass. Right. But. If you wanted 50 or 60, MJ got it for you. He's that man for the night. And, and, and that's my stance on that. So let, I got Go ahead. Let me let me let me um add on it. Um black people don't like each other. Let me say this, and I'm gonna tell you why. I give matter of fact, meaning we gonna talk about the women. They always talk about, oh, y'all like light-skinned girls and da 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 or women of another nationality. They got every right. Men got every right, right to choose what they want to choose. God damn it, it's his right. If he don't want him a dark skinned girl, he don't get him a dark skinned girl, sister. You have a right. Stick to your guns. Stick to what you want. Man. Look, you know, when me and uh, Shoke used to work together back in the day, there was this kid um, by the name of Hawaiian King. You know, <laughs> we know that. You know that nigga. Done fucked half of the damn job and shit, you know. Shit, he, you know, he he wasn't a tall man. And he wasn't the best looking. He just had that nice, ruddy skin color. And he had that jet black long Hawaiian and he was about 5'4". And the women in there loved this nigga. They were fighting over this nigga. They loved this man. I don't care if they fucked him and say he had a small dick. Listen here, the nigga got the, the baddest, well, the so-called baddest chick in there, the job. What, he, he got a small dick. But you got pregnant by the guy. Oh, I was supposed to say that. Go ahead, let it out, man. You got pregnant by the guy. And these women wanted to touch his hair. They wanted to braid it. And he wasn't a black man. He was a, 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 lat, a Latino. That's what you like. You like a Latino. You're only with the black man because he's just there. <laughs> because you don't have enough courage to holler at a Latino. So again, man, now we're going to rest. <laughs> God damn it. All right, so you feel what you're saying is that the shallowness had these women, and I will agree to <laughs> You were there. Yeah, I was there. The shallowness for this scenario had these women dealing with this guy because of his physical attributes. And they used to always talk about his package. Oh, it's this, is that, it's small, and da, da, da. But he still was taking it down. Still was taking it down. He was, and, a, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, they was always talking about him. It's like, oh, yeah, he looked good, da, 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 but it's shit small. I'm like, but that's, that's like me saying she's a hoe, but I still smash. Like, why am I insulting, but still going there with it? Like, if I went there, then I had to look past the insult. So, Again, like some of his outlooks on how the shallowness of women is, 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 is accurate. So we got to get some shots to that, man. That's women, right. Sisters that, that are loud and move like that, that's not good for the culture. Not saying all of y'all, but the ones out there, y'all got to do better. Got to make better, better decisions. Got to gotta get with these good dudes that's in the streets, man. Because there's a lot of us out here. Y'all just got it all fucked up. And guys, too, we got to stop being these bum-ass niggas. Letting uh, women take care of us, cause at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think I want to sleep with my moms. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's disgusting. Not saying that a person can't do anything for you. That's cool. That's respecting the relationship. But when you gotta sit up there and have a woman do everything for you, you're a fucking baby. You need to pacify. You need to get up and do something with yourself. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like, I'm, I'm tired of hearing, oh. This guy's a bum. He's not doing nothing. All right, shorty, it's time for you to wake up and leave these bum-ass niggas alone. 
It's time for you to realize that at the end of the day, and when I say niggas people, I ain't talking about black people. I'm talking about niggas, ignorant people. All together, all races is involved in that. So, let's, let's take it back a little while we get too involved. Now, we got to go back to my favorite part of the show. It's called Spin the Block. So now on Spin the Block, that's a segment when you got a chance to double down on what you say or retract. Because I'm going to tell you why I made this segment up. I feel that in the heat of the moment, in the heat of battle, you say things that you may not mean. Right? That's why all these celebrities, when they say things on Twitter about certain communities or certain things in life that people may not agree with, 10 years ago on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, they got to go back and apologize. So... With my show, The Unpopular Theory Podcast, I'm going to allow you to either A, double down on what you said, or B, spin the block and say, you know what? I was wrong. So, it's these three questions that we asked, that I asked, and uh, you had comments. So, we're going to go to the, the baby mothers. Now, Brad, my man, mm. do you... Double down on what you said, and you, the statements was, "Hey, listen, don't date. You know, just basically booty call, leave him alone. You know, move on." Or you feel different about what you said. So what it is? You gonna you gonna double down on it? But when you spend the block, you gonna shoot some more shots, or you are gonna hit it with the you know the awkward moment, and you know you can retract. So what you want to do? You want to double down with the shots, or you want to be awkward with it and you know let it out? Never an awkward situation. I had to take a drink to that. Let me take another drink. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna double down on this one. So the dating and booty calling baby moms and his whole insights of how he feel. He's doubling down on that part of spin the block. So we're gonna get no gunshots on that one. Stick to your guns, man. You got to respect that. All right, so next question. Dating black women. Are we going to double down by the gunshots? Or we going to do the awkward and we track and come up with something politically correct? Straight to that one, sir. Um, I'm doubling down. Oh, man. Consistency is the key. They don't like me. They, they, I want the hate on my back. back. They hate on my back. He's taking all these gunshots. They, they, listen, they, I've, I've been going through it. They hate me. I love the hate. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right. So now, the last question in the spin the block segment. Women being clowns. I guess you were saying that in the aspect of the type of guys that they date and you know, how they portray certain things and, you know, pass over good guys. Are we doubling down on spin the block with the gunshots or are we going to retract and try to clean it up? What you want to do? Uh, I'm not, you know what? I'm going to clean up in a sense when, what I'm going to say is. Right, that's admirable. Like, you know, we say things. All right, what, what you want to clean up about? Not all women. But there's a, a vast majority of clowns, clowns out there. And they have these, these side shows, these 
these circus events. And when they go through these events, they want to call everybody and cry about it, you know. But to clean it up, not all, but there is a vast percentage of clowns. And they're sad. Clowns cry. You know, tears of a clown, Smokey Robinson. Give me some goddamn gunshots for that shit, too. Tears of a clown. These women are clowns. And they like to fool around. So, that is all for Spin the Block. Let's give an applause for that. I respect I respect the outlooks. I respect, uh, you know, your point of view. That's why we're here. It's, it's, like I said, it's unpopular theory. I don't expect everybody to like it or love it, but just appreciate that people have point of views and we're giving a platform so you can stand on it and speak how you feel. Because, trust me, it's other people in the world that think like you. So, we're about to wrap, but before we go, I want to thank my man Brad. I call him P or Scram, but Brad, is there anything you want to say to the people before we let you go? Yes, um, this is Mr. Rad Brad, the Lord and ordained Lord, Master, Spiritual Healer, Reader, and Spiritual Advisor. My views have nothing to do with my calling and my works. You can reach me at alamking 46 at gmail.com or you can, you know, contact me on my DM, IG, lambking 46 or Rad Brad, whichever one. Like I said, I'm going to repeat. My views may sound clownish to you guys, but on a serious note, I do deal with paranormal experiences. I do readings, give spiritual baths, and etc. Contact me if you're interested. Please get away from the views. This is a serious situation, even though you may think I'm a clown. But this is um Mr. Bad Brad. And you can contact me there. Thank you um, for interviewing me. I appreciate that. No problem, we had a man. great conversation. No problem, man. Like I said, I created this platform to just, you know, get barbershop talk, barbershop talk, take it to the next level. And I hope you guys, you know, tune in on this ride with us. And he'll be back. We're going to do a part two to this, you know, after we see what's the response to it. And, you know, we're going to build from this, and the more people we gain, the more we enhance the situation, the topics, and what's going on. So I'm going to just leave my final thoughts. Nothing in this world is ours. We're here temporarily. Everything is rented. I own a car. Every two years, I have to re-register the car with the state after it's paid for in full. If I don't, I can lose my license. You buy a home. You pay property tax. If you don't, you lose your home. <laughs> so that's just to show you that things that we consider ownership or that we have the deed to can be taken away from us. So I just live life like this. Appreciate what you have today because tomorrow it can be gone. So that can go through anything. Appreciate the people you have in your life. One thing COVID has shown us. Tomorrow is definitely not promised. You can see people that are 100% healthy. They get COVID, they die. You don't get to see them again. So why would I take that time that I experienced with them, the love that I feel for them for granted? So if you love somebody, hold them close. If you have people in your corner, appreciate, acknowledge each other. Make sure you're there for one another so that theory can become 
popular and aware of life. My name's Shope. Have my man Brad come through, spit his knowledge and his feelings. And he also gave a good scenario and optics on what he does outside of when he's talking to smack with me. We'll see you on the next Unpopular Theory, guys. Have a good one.